Welcome to the Renovating You podcast, where we redesign our emotional blueprint. We provide help by opening up topics and engaging in conversation around our wounds and traumas of our childhood. We encourage you to entertain the hope that your life can be different from what you have experienced up until this point. We share with you the tools we have gained on our healing journey and coach you through the process that breaks negative and repetitive cycles that leads to lasting transformation. The information found in this podcast is not meant to take the place of a licensed professional. renovators welcome back so we are here we're very excited that we are going to be recording a podcast on beth what's it going to be we are so excited because we are having a podcast today right now as we speak on a stress-free holiday and knowing about your enneagram type Mm -hmm. and how to go into this holiday season with stress free Mm -hmm. is that even is that something we can even do it's the goal and we are going to go for it because at least if we know the parameters then we can possibly have way more success than we normally would have yes and we have a brilliant woman to help us we do so first another brilliant woman is on our screen as well and that's our co-host bethany hey bethany hey hey (laughs) wish you were here in person but we'll take you at least we can see your face uh but the star of the hour is jackie brewster and she is an Enneagram expert. I think she's becoming a friend, I would say. Jackie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got involved in the Enneagram, where we can find you, an exciting project that is coming to be released here very shortly, which I'm very pumped about. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's fun to be with friends. And mm-hmm. so this is a great podcast. I am Jackie Brewster. I am from Franklin, Tennessee. I live here with my husband and our four amazing children. And I started studying the Enneagram about 10 years ago when mm-hmm. a good friend gave me a book and just said like, hey, I think that maybe this could help you. You know, looking back, I'm like, oh, she's probably trying to fix me. I was <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a mess today, but at least I have awareness around my mess, right? A couple years ago, my husband and I launched our own business. And in the process of that, he said, you know, I think you're really passionate about Enneagram. What if you went and got certified? And I thought, well, I, that feels like it fits me to a T. And so mm-hmm. I got certified through your EnneagramCoach.com. I love Beth McCord. I think she's a fabulous person and teacher of the Enneagram. And so, and I've sat underneath other people's teaching as well. So 
I am passionate about helping people uncover and discover different parts of themselves with the help of the Enneagram, as well as biblical truths. I really like to help you see um, how you can use scripture and shine light on different patterns of behavior or, or kind of things, what's going on in your life with the Enneagram and the Bible. I just think it's so important when you pair them together. Like, yes. uh, you know, real transformation happens when we allow God to do the work, Absolutely. right? Yes. And so... Um, I love what I get to do. I mm-hmm. love being here with you ladies and talking about the holidays. I love the holidays. Um, oh, my yeah. Christmas tree's already up and then maybe it's a little early. Yep. No, oh, mine's up. Mine's up. Nope, not early. <laughs> <laughs> We're with you. I feel like this season's different, right? Everybody's yes. looking for a little hope, a little yes. joy, or just something yeah. to grab a hold of this season. Mm-hmm. So I love that you guys are willing to talk about this, the hard times, the stress that happens in this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then how do we do that, you know, with some Enneagram awareness? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about this. It's awesome. So I think awesome. it'd be good if we all say our Enneagrams or our audience in case they're new to it or they may not maybe have remembered what each number is. And they all have a name attached kind of with them. So I am a six. I'm Denise. I'm a six. And I am the loyalist. And my two wings and uh, Jackie will talk about that probably a little bit too. My two wings are a five and a seven. I'm not sure. I think I thought I leaned more so towards the five, but Jackie has me thinking maybe more so towards the seven, so I need to do some work on some of that. But anyway, that is where that is where I lie. How about you, Beth? I am uh, near you. I'm a nine. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of over, over a little bit, which is the peacemaker. Uh, the peacemaker has wings either of an eight, which is the complete opposite of my brain of a nine in many ways, and um, a one. And with, like Denise said, I'm a little unclear as well, so I need to class by Jackie or something that she mm-hmm. offers online to help me with that because I really thought I was a 9-1 uh, but my family thinks otherwise <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, leads me it. to believe there's Nate. only one other Scott number uh, I mean mm. I don't know I do see but I know we lead into different things the passive so aggressive challenger that perhaps. one right there <laughs> so we won't talk about her today but <laughs> let's just move right to Bethany <laughs> Bethany well, I am Yep, I'm a four. I'm an individualist, um, and my wing is a three. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even gonna. I, I already know I'm a four wing three to mm-hmm. a T. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. That's yeah, awesome. Uh, I am a seven, so I'm the enthusiast, and I wing very strong eights. Protective mm-hmm. challenger, mm-hmm. very strong eight. Although I do see some of the six, the loyalist coming into play the older mm-hmm. I get. And so, you know, these wings that we're talking about really help round out our personality. So mm-hmm. you have a dominant Enneagram number, and then you use the numbers to the right and left of you, and those are your wings. It's really important, too, for our listeners to know that your Enneagram doesn't change. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people will say, well, I, when I was young, I was this number, and now I'm this number. Well, I'd love to just say, like, no, nah, it doesn't really work like that. And this is why. Because what we're trying to do when we do Enneagram work is uncover and discover patterns of behavior. And these patterns of behavior, when we dig down, we really find the motivation of why we're doing what we're doing. So not the outward appearance of what we're doing, but the motivation behind why we're doing it. And this really helps us to get some healing and some hope in our lives mm-hmm. over different situations and circumstances. Mm-hmm. Very good. I think that's really good. I think something that we have, we have talked about mm-hmm. amongst ourselves, one of the things I like about it, because there are a lot of different personality tests out there, but and I've taken them, but the one thing that really resonated for me with taking the Enneagram test was that, or figuring out where I am on that, the different numbers, is that you can be unhealthy, average, and then healthy. 
And I think that's important as our listeners. It was, it was important to me mm-hmm. because I used to think, man, you know what? I need to be like this person. I need to be, I need to be like that. If I'm, if I'm whole or if I'm a, you know, a quote unquote better person or whatever, I need to be like that person. When really it is just me saying, I need to be the healthiest version of a six in Denise. And that's who God made me to be. Healthy is the key word right. so that we don't hide behind it. Watch the same, watch this. I'm a six. So, you know, and that kind of, that kind of writes us off and we can just kind of do whatever we want then. And that's not healthy. <laughs> so that would be the unhealthy part of it. Yeah. Um, but just really, you know, digging into that. And I think just like Jackie pairs hers with the scripture, you guys know too, that when we talk about, you know, childhood wounds, how we come out of that, that we pair it with scripture too. Mm-hmm. So it's just another tool that we can use it never takes the place of God's word, but I do think he he's always our source. Mm-hmm. But especially in this time where we live, he's given us so many resources yeah. that we can use on our journey. And this is one of them. Anything else before we start, guys? No, we're ready. No. <laughs> no. All right. So we're going to take each one of us is going to ask a question because we could have her here for days asking all the questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she goes through every number. So if you're wondering, is my number going to be talked about? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. It will be. So yes. um, let's roll. Awesome. Bethany, you want to start us out? Yep. Okay. So the first question is, how does each number show up during family holiday time spent together you know i think it's important for all of us to know that when we talk about the enneagram it's a spectrum right so that we can't say like oh everyone every person that's a one the perfectionist uh shows up just like this or every person that's a two shows up like this or supportive advisor that's what my girlfriend likes me to say <laughs> okay, i'll call you the supportive advisor <laughs> I, I like love it better that. too you know <laughs> But so, so I think that what what I have found is that we all have a longing when we show up into an environment. We're looking for something. And this is, I think, even in holidays and, and family gatherings, we're looking for something. You know, we're looking towards people. There's bid for connection. Uh, you know, there's also self-protection. Like if it's been kind of a rocky family environment, then you're kind of showing up and you're a little bit nervous about what's happening or what's going to transpire. And so I think it's important to have, you know, just to have an understanding that as we talk about this, you might fall, you know, way further away than what we're talking about. You know, like when we talk about the one and they show up into an environment, they want to know that they're good. And so they're looking towards the the people in their, in the room, you know, at the holiday celebrations, they're looking towards their family members to say things that are affirming. They're mm-hmm. looking for other people to think that they're good. Like, oh, wow, you've done a great job raising your children or wow, you made a great turkey dinner or, oh, this is so amazing. They're really looking for that connection. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you are a one and this resonates with you, having some understanding around that, if you're not going to get that going into an environment, you know, you're not going to get that. How can you self-care and protect before you go into that Mm -hmm. environment? Mm -hmm. Is there somebody that you can say, oh, like, okay, this is what I think I need to hear. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to hear it. So can I, you know, when I squeeze your arm, can that be my signal that I I probably need a a breather? I need to step outside and you know what I mean? So I think that when we're talking about the stress and the holiday seasons, we're all walking into different environments, especially this year. I can't even imagine Mm. some of the tables that Mm -hmm. the conversations around some of our dinner tables and uh, with, you know, the election and and just what's happening and people's thoughts on COVID, whether it's real, whether it's not, which, you know, um, I'm here with three, six, kids with COVID. So I'm like, it's real, you know, but I think that there's just a lot of stress going into this. So as we look at that as a one, you want to know um, that you're seen as good 
when you when you're showing up to to an environment so it's going to be important for you to have awareness around that and when it when that need is not met what happens okay jackie can i ask a question about that real quick is that more than just affirmation for the one is it more of a moral is it it's more of a heart not oh you look pretty it would be more of i like the way you uh, treat your daughter or respect your husband or that, that type of thing. I just want to make sure I'm yes. understanding. Yes. It's more than just an, uh, a flowery flatter, flattery or affirmation type thing. It's more of a, uh, a character, like yes. you're, you're making good choices or something along mm-hmm. that line. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really want to be seen as good. And okay. so, you know, it's really important to them okay. in that way. You know, we, we talk about them being perfectionists, but it doesn't mean that their environment is perfect and everything has to be just so. Certain ones, it is like that, but other ones, it's not about that. They, you know, maybe they took on a cause and they want you to see it and they want you to be proud of them. Okay. So there's some affirmation in that, yes. Uh, you know, and as we go into the two, the, the two, the supportive advisor, um, <laughs> you know, they're nurturers <laughs> by nature and uh, highly relational. And so when they show up into a family environment gathering, they're having people over, they're going somewhere. They're really wanting to know that they're loved and wanted. They're really looking for that connection. They're, that, so that, that bid for connection is happening uh, in relationships. And so they want to be included in conversation. They want you to give them a hug around the neck. They want you to see them. Uh, you know, that's what it really is. So they don't want you to point out flaws or they forgot, you know, you forgot this or, you know, why does Mikey have his, you know, sandals on instead of his snow boots. I don't know why Mikey did that. Well, you know what I mean? So some of that's like, forget it. But for two, it's like, don't point out my flaws. Just, I need to know that I'm wanted. I I need to know that you're happy to see me. I need to know that you're excited that I'm here. Um, Those are really important for a two when they go into a holiday or any environment, but really more thinking about that holiday feel. You know, they're also the ones that are going to create some of this warm, uh, comforting environments for us to come into. So they, oftentimes they do like to host events Mm -hmm. and they like to have their people they gather people together for community and just for for people for that togetherness yeah around the holidays that's good as we look at the three you know they want to know they this one does have a lot to do with affirmation so threes (laughs) threes walk in and they're like okay what's happening who's important what's going on who do i need to talk to you know who's going to be fun to talk to a three like who's going to be engaging Mm -hmm. who's going to care about what i'm doing who's going to want to hear about my accomplishments Uh, (laughs) that is part of a three you know they just want to be a part of that now the one thing i think is interesting about a three too is that they don't really like to be forced to go to do things that they don't like to do i don't know you know you've noticed this at all, but they want, you know, so sometimes these family gatherings, it can feel like a forced event, (laughs) like they have to go do this thing. And you feel like, why are they not engaged? Like they normally are engaged. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they, if they don't know how to contribute, if they don't know how to win, win the room or win favor (laughs) with some of the people, they can feel like, I don't know where I fit. And so then they can get quiet. Mm -hmm. Retreat. And it, yeah, it can feel a little bit like, where did you go on me? What happened right here? And so with family gatherings, it sometimes is like this. Maybe they're going to their spouse's families, you know, side of the family, and they don't quite relate and they don't know how to get in. And so they kind of retreat and you're like, oh my gosh, I think that they're not happy, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe they're going to their own family, you know, their own side of the family's dinner and there's stress and tension around that because they've always tried to to gain approval or acceptance. And so I think the three, unless they're hosting it at their house, sometimes it, it, it feels a little bit uh, uneasy trying to figure out these family dynamics for a three. 
which is, you know, kind of interesting to think about because they really, they do have high woo. They can win yeah. a room, all mm-hmm. of those things. Oh, yeah. They typically like to do it on their terms, their home. Now, does it have anything to do? Is it just when it, that's your main, when that's your number or is it in a wing that way too? If you're um, three wing, does it kind of play out the same or not as much? No, I'm no? Like, does it play out the same? The two and the three um, have more people pleasing tendencies in them. So you might see some overlap in that where they're, they're trying to um, keep people happy. And so in the four plays, the four has this in them too, as well. It comes out a little bit different. Um, but the two, three, four, there's a lot of relational issues in this, mm-hmm. in this little group of numbers right here. And so you'll see some overlap in that. You know, it's a little bit different for the four. They want to show up and they want to be accepted just as they are. And so, uh, you know, they're excited to be there. And, you know, some some fours love the holidays. Some fours hate the holidays. Mm-hmm. I think that that's probably across the board with every number. I don't think that there's any relation as far as that goes, mm-hmm. okay? Um, but when a four shows up to, into the environment, they're like, here I am. And I'm going to be me where the three is like, who do I have to be? Mm -hmm. What do I have to morph into? Or, you know, what's acceptable in this environment? The difference is the four is like, I'm here. And it depends on the environment. Mm -hmm. If they're welcomed in the environment and it's a safe environment, they're like here with all of their here. Like, I'm here. This Mm -hmm. is going to be awesome. You know, and they're nostalgic and they're hearing the music and all of it, all of it. Um, If it's not quite like that and they're not sure how they're going to be received, then they're there. And they're there with their big ideas and their and their thoughts. And, and um, oftentimes fours want to tell you before you can judge them, they're going to just tell you it. They're going to put it all out there. Uh, and I, you know, I've said this before. I say this a lot about a four. Um, they're more porcupine than turtle shell. Um, mm-hmm. Fours typically Perfect. are a little bit more prickly where they come in guarded because they have just an expectancy of being rejected. Um, or misunderstood. And so they kind of guard themselves in this way. So they come into an environment and they're already a little bit ready for a fight. Mm-hmm. And so around the holidays, uh, you would definitely see this play out in family dynamics if the if the environment is not warm. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. It does. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Anything, Bethany, on that? You... <laughs> I know, Bethany. The four. Oh, yeah. No, that is definitely right on. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But my, my wing three could show up too, depending on the environment. Okay, who do I have to morph into? It's so interesting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I do a lot of typing calls. And so around that three and the four, uh, when you have a four that's a stronger, that's your dominant number, the four usually wins out of authenticity. So mm-hmm. fours are typically like, I'm going to be my authentic self. Even if they have to fight through that where they feel like, oh, I should probably... I should probably wear this outfit because this is more appropriate than what I want to wear in in this environment. You know, I need to button up or whatever. There's this little voice in the back of the four that's like, you need to be you. You need to be Uh you. You know, and the three is like, but what if they don't like you? But the four is like, you need to be you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And so it's a very interesting (laughs) dance. You know, and so if you have a dominant three wing, that plays out differently where it's like, no, yeah, you need to put on that outfit and you need to just play along. If you have a dominant four wing, typically it will be like, yeah, I'm not gonna like I thought I would. I bought the outfit. I can't do Mm. it. I have to just be me. So three's more more chameleon like a three's more chameleon like they're just going to play to their audience. They are. They are. And oftentimes that gets a little bit of a bad rap. So I always like to say like, hey, so it can be a negative, right? 
it can be a negative, but it can also be a positive. Yeah, it so can be good. being able to read a room, being able yeah. to show up in an appropriate way, being able to, um, you know, rise to the occasion in a lot of those ways, it can be used as, in, as a great strength. Yes. And so it's important to know that about yourself. If you hear that about yourself, like, oh, people think I'm a chameleon. They think I'm, you know, I'm manipulating, get what I want. Um, maybe you do sometimes. But what if you looked at it through a different lens and you mm-hmm. actually saw like the benefit behind that? You're probably good in business because you can read the room and you can yeah. deliver appropriately, um, you know, whatever the message needs to be. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's, yeah, I always like to say that um, around mm-hmm. the three. I'm glad you brought it up because I think it's important for you to hear here as a three, if you do see that about yourself, chameleon, um, that it's not a negative unless you use it as a negative, Mm, which every one of us has parts of ourselves that if we choose to use it as negative, there we go. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So as we go into the five, when they show up (laughs) into an environment, well, probably before they show up into the environment, they're like, where are we going and how long do we have to be there? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's the expectation of me? And, you know, um, they're usually like sitting on the outside of the event, not on the inside of the event, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like um, they, they want to know that there's an escape route uh, or a place that they can go, that, that it can be quiet. And so, you know, it's really important. I think important for those conversations with fives ahead of time of like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is the time frame that we're doing it in. Mm-hmm. This is the, you know, the hope is it's enjoyable and it's peaceful you know if there's a really strong aversion to to the gathering mm-hmm. uh and they have it there's an opportunity to, to drive two different cars drive two different cars okay mm-hmm. okay uh, and oh and it's okay like you can say like i'd love for you to stay through dinner and maybe opening the gifts okay but after that i understand if you want to go um so it, does that make sense like they yes. just they don't like to be boxed in. They don't yeah. like to have uh, their their space invaded. And, and they, they need a lot more alone time than mm-hmm. all the other numbers. And that's just who they are. There's yeah. nothing wrong about that or nothing shameful about that. Uh, they just don't like all the hoopla. Uh, now, I'm raising a, a son that's a five. He's 18. He loves Christmas. And he loves to be with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wants to know the plan. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, how long do we have to stay here? You know, yeah. like, okay, we opened the gifts. We did all the stuff. Here's my stuff. Can we leave now? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so having those conversations with him ahead of time of like, this is what's appropriate or this is how long we're going to mm-hmm. stay um, is helpful. A question good. on that. Yeah. Good. Does that ease up in a five, the healthier they get where they can tolerate it's like it's it's okay. It's about others too. Or no, it just stays that I'm, I'm like, I need to, I need to leave. I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah. I don't know that it actually lightens up. I think that, (laughs) I think that I don't want to talk, you know, I don't want to say that about, you know, everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that you learn to, as a five, you learn this about yourself if you're willing to see it about yourself. Okay. Okay, That's a huge piece of Mm -hmm. this work is like the awareness, not that you have of the five. I can have all the the awareness in the world of my son, but if he doesn't have awareness in his own life. Mm -hmm my awareness doesn't matter. Um, so for, for him or for a five to have awareness, I think is so important if they're willing to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's certain personalities are, that are more inclined to 
do a little research around this mm-hmm. and others. The other thing about a five is they're not, they, they do feel deeply, but they do not yeah. want to share their emotions publicly mm-hmm. yep. um, or even privately with another person. Mm-hmm. And so it's really about them dealing with their own emotions on their terms by themselves. And so, you know, uh, during the holidays, gift giving is a little bit tricky with a five because you could give them something that you know that they're going to love and the face is stoic mm-hmm. and you're like, I want the response. Sure. And they're like, thanks. And you're like, I don't, did you like it? Did you not like mm-hmm. it? Um, you know, so I th- we can't change the five. We don't want to change the five. Mm-hmm. But I think th- that the five can build their own boundaries around what they feel comfortable with. So if there's a family gathering uh, and there's going to be a, you know, we do a big Christmas Eve. So there's a big Christmas Eve. And so it, it's not wise for me to drag him all over the place Christmas Eve day during the day. Um, it's not wise for me to do that. If I want him to pour his energy into Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. then he needs to kind of have some chill time mm-hmm. during the day. As a five, when you understand this about yourself, then you can kind of navigate life this way. Like, okay, this is how much energy yeah. and resources it's going to take from me. I'm going to take a nap. That's yeah, the best I, use of my time today. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, yeah. A little bit mm-hmm. more low energy. They know their tank is has a quarter cu- you know they know how much energy yes. they have and if they know what their task is they can gauge mm-hmm. when they're going to get low so they're mm-hmm. i guess if you look at it rather than why aren't they being more social is mm-hmm. they're aware that they they can only do so much and they're trying to use it to the best that they can mm-hmm. so i think it would be reframing right. it if you're like for you as a mother of a, of a five just to reframe it that he wants mm-hmm. to be with the family he just mm-hmm. has only so much energy and you know to give and right. uh, yeah, that makes that makes really good sense. Okay. Yep. So we don't want to morph them into any anything else. Right. You know, any of the numbers. We don't want to change our numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of us are like, we just want you to be more engaged, or you know, for some of them, we just want you to be nicer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Wow. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and so it is some of those like. You know, there's growth for all of us to do. What does a sure. you know a, a five look like in growth? A five goes to an eight in growth, and so they are able to be more assertive, be more present, uh, and speak up for what they want. It doesn't mean that you're going to get more time. It does. Mm-hmm. It does mean maybe that they'll be more present in the time that they give. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That's good. Uh, so as we go into the six, you know what they want to know when they show up into an environment. They're really looking for safety and security. They're, they're looking for, you know, is this environment safe? Can it be myself? Is, can our family enjoy this? You know, there's, there's nervous tension around, like, is there going to be a fight? You know, is, is there going to be, you know, an argument? Are people going to talk about their views? Do we have to sit through that? Um, you know, in some aids, they want to talk about their views and they want to put it on the, on, on the table uh, and stir the pot a little bit too. Mm-hmm. They want to prove why they think their, their way is right. There's two sides of an eight. Um, there's the one that's kind of like uh, both, both, I just said eight, I meant six, um, both six numbers, it's only one six, but it feels like two types of sixes, yes. both types of the six, though, the underlying tension is fear, okay, the underlying um, feeling that, that they're dealing with is fear, and so one of them, it's kind of like if you were going to get on an airplane, okay, this is, I watched this happen in real time at a, at a, conference I was at. It was so amazing to watch it. So one, you're going to get on an airplane and you're the, um, the phobic six. Okay. So you put your head down, you put your headphones on and you look through your book or magazine. Like you're not making eye contact with anybody. You know, you're not sizing anybody up. You're just like, I just want to get home safe. I don't want to make eye contact. If anything's going to happen, I don't really want to know about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then there's the counterphobic six that 
doesn't put their headphones on, doesn't look at a book, instead sits in their seat and makes eye contact with every single person that walks down that aisle mm-hmm. like, I see you. If you try anything, I'll get you. And so <laughs> they look a lot like an eight. Uh-huh. They're very That's assertive, funny. aggressive. You feel them. They're like, uh-uh, nobody's going to get anything over on me. Um, and so there's these two types of sixes. So you can imagine two different sixes at at, at the family dinner at mm-hmm. um, during yeah. the holidays. Which one are you going to get, right? Well, it depends on which type of six you are. So there is some some stress and tension around that. So when you show up in into environment for the holidays, it's either like, I just want everything to go peaceful or yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about all the stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it can feel like oh, a little bit scary, <laughs> but they're really looking for some safety and security. So Denise, mm-hmm. do you resonate with any of that? I do. I can see myself doing both. I think it really depends on, cause I'm kind of a person that kind of can survey the room as well. Um, I will know, you know what, just open up a book, who you sit next to, nothing's going to happen here. Just open up a book and just read and pray that the plane lands and kiss the ground when it does and all that fun stuff. (laughs) Or sometimes I am if I'm, I don't know, I want to say like maybe like in a more of a peaceful place, I'm making more eye contact, not for out of wondering, but just saying, hello, how are you or whatever, Seeing somebody needs help or whatever, that would be more so my way that I I do know. I think I kind of go, I think I kind of go back and forth depending on where I am in my headspace that day or mm-hmm. what kind of pressure yeah. or stress I'm under. Yeah, for sure. So I do, I do resonate. I can see myself doing both depending on where I am in my day. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. You know, I'm raising a six, my 17, she's almost 17. She's only 16. Not 17 yet, Jackie. <laughs> but she, <laughs> I have to tell me. She'll correct only you, though. A <laughs> uh, couple more weeks. But she's a she's a six, and I can see both sides, too. I can mm-hmm. see that, you know, when she feels safe and secure, then she's able to let her guard down. When she feels like she's not quite sure, that's when I kind of see her bow up a little bit. And I'm like, oh, there you are. Uh, so in family gatherings, I can see it with the cousins, you know, when the mm-hmm. cousins get together, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, there's one cousin that when she walks in the room, everybody is like, oh. <laughs> I love those little people. But oh, my goodness. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, if she's listening, she would laugh. She would know exactly. Um, That's so good. So, uh-huh. That's cute. <laughs> so as we're talking about the, the seven, the enthusiast, uh, you know, when they show up to a holiday and it, you know, festivities, first of all, we talk about this idea of being conflict avoidant, you know, and and a lot of the times people are like, I'm a nine, I'm conflict avoidant, so I must be a nine. Nope, we're all a little bit conflict avoidant for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Sevens are conflict avoidant, especially when it would be anything that pulls on the lower emotions. Mm -hmm. And so holidays is a perfect time, right, to pull on those emotions to get, you know, to get you feeling about different stuff or, you know, fallouts with families or whatever, whatever that is. So sevens are like, no, we need to keep it happy and fun put the fun music on we're gonna dance we're gonna have fun and you know bring the you know bring the eggnog out and uh you know let me help set the table and bring all the desserts you know uh we're great gatherers of people Mm -hmm. but we're also gatherers of presents and and excitement and all the stuff and so i think that the seven when they show up into an environment they're like what's fun like, what are we going to do that's going to be fun? How do we get people laughing and engaging? Um, that's what they really, really want to do. And so, uh, you know, they're fun to have at a party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's them. 
which I'm a seven. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, say, that's pretty you. much me. Do you have anything me. to add to that, <laughs> personally? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, I like a lot of presents and I like good food. Uh, let's just eat the dessert, forget the meal. There you go. Uh, that's definitely me. So as we look at the eight, so when, when an eight shows up into an environment, this is another number. It's like family gatherings, family get-togethers. When they show up, it's like, okay, who's in charge? Is everything good? Is everything smooth? Then I can let my guard down. If it's not, then there's this pull for control that happens, you know, and there could be, if they don't like the way that somebody is being treated, then they might speak up. If they don't like the way that something goes, they might speak up. If they don't like the way that things are being handled, they might speak up. Um, you know, they might want to host it at their house because they have control in the environment, the temperature, what time you're going to eat, yeah. uh, the music that's being played, if, if football can be on the TV or not. And so there is a pull for power with an eight. Um, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing. You know, eights are fierce protectors. And so they really do want, they want it to be the best, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, it's when they have to go into other people's environments and depending on how their family environments are or their in-laws, are they well-received? All of those things are going to play out with the eight. And so if, you know, there's a lot of stress and tension, uh, the eight that we really think of is like this fierce protector might go quiet on us. They might get quiet, mm -hmm. pull away, withdraw, retreat, get lost in their phone. Um, and so, but that's kind of just the way that they are processing the stress. Okay. And so, but again, if you're in a relationship with somebody that you're like, this is not normally how they are. What are they doing right now? If you understand, oh, this is them in stress. There's nothing wrong. They're just pulling away, okay. retreating self-preservation, you know, really pulling away, just having that kind of understanding. Again, an eight might also want to drive their own vehicle. Mm -hmm. And if you're okay with that, then awesome, you know, so they can leave when they want to leave or they don't like to feel stuck. Um, sevens don't like to feel stuck either, but it's different for an eight during the holidays. They just, you know, there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of expectation around the holidays. Mm -hmm. And so it can, it can really build and, and put a lot of pressure on not just them, but the whole family yeah. if things are not going well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I have a brother-in-law who I'm just like, this is on, like, you might as well just be in their house. I mean, he, I love him. Like, I, I adore my brother-in-law and everything you're saying is so, like, likes, the, you know, likes things at his house. He's very much in control. He's runs a huge business. Um, and sometimes I'll see him retreat and I just assume maybe it's because he's tired, you know, he's up at the crack of dawn, you know, works hard. Um, but now, I'm just getting a, a different set of eyes in here, and it's really good because it does it really everything you're saying. I'm like, yes, yes, because I'm thinking of him because he's the, you know the closest eight. You're I like, know, mm -hmm. uh huh, mm -hmm. like you know, literally everything. I'm like, yeah, and yeah, that's right. Yep, that's right too. So it's suspiciously mm -hmm. uh, spot on, <laughs> spot yeah. on that one. Yeah, I think it's helpful for the people that are in relationship with an eight to understand that too. Yes, um, you know, and so if you if they do retreat and they are quiet, it's okay. Let them yeah. Be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's better than the alternative. So mm -hmm. let it be. It's fine. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So as the nine, the peacemaker, uh, you know, so peacemaker, peacekeeper, right? So I like to say and I always say to a nine, I want you to be a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a difference yeah. in that, you know, so the peacekeeper just goes along to get along. I want you to be a peacemaker, which there's action involved in that. And so what does that look like? So when they show up into an environment or host an environment, whatever that is, they want it to be peaceful and harmonious and joyful and 
easy. And so music that they play is going to be soothing. And, uh, you know, the meal, they're going to try to incorporate everybody's, you know, preferences in the yes. meal. And so there's a lot of that that happens. They're really hoping and hopeful that uh, as they gather everybody together, that they have a good time. So, and I think, you know, I think, Beth, you said before, like, you love to watch them have a good time. I do. More than more than my own. I love when they all come over and they're all in their little groups like cousins and you know, just intermingling all the generations. It's just fun. I don't even have to, I could be dog tired and the house could be a mess at that point, but it's like, this is, this was a success. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. everybody is connecting and everybody is getting along and there might even be intense conversations, but it's on the, you know, it's in their own terms and it's in my home and I can create the mood and, you know, the comfortability Mm -hmm. of everything and be hospitable. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Yes. That's, (laughs) That's exactly right. <laughs> I love it when everyone's happy around me. It's on her yeah, Christmas it's wish. That's <laughs> Just be happy. Her Christmas yeah. wish list. Be happy. <laughs> yes, that's hundred so percent true. It's so yeah. good. So, you know, that's what I think in a nutshell, right? And I said it's the spectrum. Yes, in a yeah, nutshell, that's kind of what all the numbers are looking for when they show up into these environments, and we have understanding around that. It helps us to grow in empathy and compassion mm-hmm. because what I'm looking for is a seven is different than what Bethany is looking for. You know, she's like wants to have conversation, and you know, maybe she wants to share something, and I'm like, let's dance, and she's like, oh. <laughs> Although my sister's a four, and she's gonna she's gonna dance with me too. But, um, <laughs> um, but it is fun to see all the numbers get together, all the people, you know, we're people, we're not really numbers, right? right? Get together mm-hmm. and, and find some kind of common thread in family units mm-hmm. during the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Hey, renovators, we just want to take a pause in our conversation here to welcome our sponsor, CJ Warren, located here in Crown Point, Indiana. CJ Warren is a full service salon anywhere from skin to hair. And a lot of you guys have said that you love my hair. So let's take a listen to Karina, who is the owner, and why she decided to sponsor Renovating You. Every year we set a goal as a salon where we want to put our energy as far as with each other and our guests, the other businesses that we support. And this year in December, we decided that it should always come from a place of love. So that was our goal this year. It was like, make sure that everything we do and support is from a place of love. And I was so inspired by the things you were telling us about your passion in this podcast and renovating you, where you came from with it and what your all-time goal is with it to help people just really renovate themselves and be their best person and start from the inside out. And it just spoke to me about, you know, what we do is very outward we're we're serving other people we're we're doing it from a place of love in a way to help them look beautiful on the outside and you're just doing the same exact thing from the inside I just thought that was so wonderful and that we could support your cause because we feel the same way we want to help people put their best face forward we want to see people's true beauty shine through and definitely when you have that inner peace and inner joy it's reflected in your appearance and the two together are like the perfect combination to show what true beauty is. So we're excited to be able to support this podcast. So if you are in Northwest Indiana and you would like a new do and a new you, visit CJ Warren here in Crown Point, Indiana. So we're going to move on to my question. Um, So my question is, because obviously probably next to Jesus' birth, gifts go next when people think of Christmas. That's just, hopefully it's in that order. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he comes first and then the gifts. But so 
what do you think on the Enneagram? Like, how does each number go into either gift buying? Like, what what do they try and do? What is their goal for them? What are their thoughts, feelings in the different uh, Enneagram types? Broad again, I know, but what you got for us, girl? I like that question a lot, actually. Um, I'm going to ask for you guys to help me out on it, though. Okay. Uh, you know, so as we think about the Enneagram one, they're practical. So it's, it's, you know, it's like they want to give practical gifts that make sense. You, you know, an extravagant gift is kind of like, I don't know, what's the purpose of that? Or that's a lot of money for that. But, you know, they really want to give a practical gift. Now, I do have a mother-in-law that's a one. And I asked her the question, like, what do you want? She's like, I like to be surprised, too. Like, I'd like somebody to give me a gift I wouldn't buy myself. Mm-hmm. So if you think yeah. about that, they're practical gift givers. And so if she gives me her list, it's practical stuff. I always buy her things she'd never buy oh, herself. Mm-hmm. Probably things she's like, oh, my gosh, Shaggy. <laughs> I'm like, I know, it's not amazing. Uh, Isn't it fabulous? Um, <laughs> but that is a part of the, our, our relationship. But I loved to hear that, that she'd like to be surprised because I didn't know 20, you know, almost 22 years. Next month will be 22 years mm-hmm. married to my husband. And I've been buying his mom gifts every year. And I didn't know if she liked her surprises. So to mm-hmm. hear her say, I like to be surprised, oh, you know, um, I think that's good. Now, I do think it's I like to be surprised and pay attention to what matters to me. So I like mm-hmm. to be surprised with things that I wouldn't buy myself, but that I would value as a one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, as a two. I think that my mom is a two, my, one of my best friends is a two. When I watch them, you know, I think that they really think about what the other person wants. What has, what has the other person been looking at? What matters to them? They want to give a gift that has uh, meaning to them. You know, like they just want to see you smile like, oh, you got me. You know me, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, like, you know, and they also want to be known in that same way. So for them to get a gift, they want it to be something that, um, you know, maybe they wouldn't buy themselves, but they want it to be something you saw them look at and didn't buy, mm-hmm. that you saw them um, admire and and that caught their eye and that that's what they want, you know. Um, yeah. And so it can be all different yes. things. It could be something different. Maybe a candle that your girlfriend smelled in the store, or maybe it is, you know, a cozy blanket or pajamas or something like that. Or, you know, if it's a spouse, maybe it's a book that they saw that they want you to buy, something like that. So that's really important to them. So as we think about the three, as far as gift giving, they really care about like what's hot and trendy. So whether mm-hmm. it be an appli- appliance, I hope it's not an appliance, please don't buy me an appliance. Um, but if it's <laughs> a gadget, a gadget, clothes, uh, they're looking for that hot and trendy thing. And so that's, you know, they're really paying attention to that. What is what is that thing that, that they can get you that, you know, that other people will be like, oh, gosh, I can't believe you got that. <laughs> and you might be like, I don't even want that. You know, I tell my husband, like, I want this gift over here. I don't want that to be a present. I just need it because I need it for business, but I don't want it to be my gift, yes. you know. And he's like, oh, I was looking at it yeah. for a present. I'm like, yeah. I know you were. Uh, so I think that that's really important as we think about the when they what they want to get. It's the same thing. They want to get something that other people would would admire yeah. that they had. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's really mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, those shoes. My husband loves Nikes. And so he's like, you know, sends me random ones. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I always pick I always pick golf shoes out. Always. He's like, why don't you buy me golf shoes? I'm like, I don't know. I think they're cool. He's they're like, cool. I don't even play golf. I'm like, oh. Never played. No. But if you did, you got three. Threes, threes are good gift givers, though. Threes are amazing. Are. My dad's amazing. I mean, giver. I get stressed out every time I have to buy for him or I just like, because mm-hmm. yeah, they're I so should, yeah. really good at gift giving. I don't know. 
It's a gift. Yeah. Mine, mine Creative. is really good too. I'm like, I need a list for you because. Oh, it's horrible. Yes, I don't oh, because yeah. I'm not a gadgety, techie, all the blings and whistles. That's not me at all. But I have to think of that for him because I know that is him and he would be happy without that but I know he would be really happy <laughs> and you know what I mean like I want to make him uh-huh. like feel like I thought about just like the two you know you uh-huh. notice that I yeah. touched that blanket at TJ Maxx and I didn't buy it but you saw the way that I eyed it you know <laughs> uh-huh. the three has yes. those things too yeah. but I, I don't know what those big things are I, it doesn't even register it doesn't even like make my radar so it's very difficult I have to google gifts for like <laughs> hard to buy a three people <laughs> that <laughs> have that everything already so I mean funny. yeah I really that is so funny October I start getting like a little a little a little stressed I'll be honest a little yeah that is so funny mm-hmm. yeah my husband's a three too and it's usually I know it's like it's um he likes sneakers okay. he, there's certain brand of clothes that he likes I'm like okay okay and he'll tell me like I don't need any more I have enough and I'm like well that's what you're getting because that's all you like. That's all you so like. Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so as we so think cool. about the four in gift giving, fours, uh, you know, I think they're very nostalgic. They they um, they really care about the gift. They want to be thought of. So Bethany, tell me a little bit about your, you know, like your thought process when you're buying gifts, but also what you like to receive. I love to hear from other numbers rather than me just saying like we have a four on the on the podcast. Tell us. Yeah. So when I am gift giving. I think about what they really need or what they really want, or maybe they have eyed something. Like I do very sentimental, like mm-hmm. make sure that they, like I really, this year I helped my mom with my sister. <laughs> like I made that was, that was like, so helpful. Need. This is what she needs. This is what she wants. I want to make sure everybody get like that. Everybody's taken care of, which as a four, that's, I don't know if that's normal, but maybe mm-hmm. that's my motherly instincts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I like that. I don't. I don't know either. I'm. I'm just mm-hmm. curious. It <laughs> so, helped yeah. your mama out a lot. And then for people getting me gifts, I don't know. Like I can be like the three. Like give me the latest trend. Anything that has to do with like cosmetics, like just whether that's like spa or like I don't know. Like it's just like maybe things that make me look better. I know that sounds super. <laughs> maybe I am a three. I don't know what I am. Um, Bethany, I <laughs> shop. Shows. I shop for Christmas for you as though you were a. Four, not a oh, three. That's good, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Well, you keep three deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it comes to Christmas, I'm like, I want like things that I wouldn't like buy myself either. Mm-hmm. Like I ask for things that like I normally wouldn't get myself. Like yeah, just like different like trends that are happening. I ask for those things because I wouldn't just buy myself those things. My yeah. sister uh, is both my sister and my half sister are both fours, and so mm-hmm. it's interesting. Very different takes on Christmas. But my sister that I grew up with, she, uh, my mom always gets us gifts that that we wouldn't buy ourselves, and it's like yeah. treats, you know. And so we love it when my mom buys us our gifts because it's like. She is a two, and she pays attention to what we want, um, and so not necessarily what we need, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's just these little pieces of like, oh, I love it. That's sassy, and it's us, and it's just she just. I, we love my mom's gifts, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's part of that getting us something that she knows we'll love, and she knows we wouldn't necessarily buy ourselves. It's a treat. Yeah. So yeah, she feels the same mm-hmm. way. So it's but I think if that. yeah, I mean, if I got something like nostalgic. I don't think I have before, um, 
but I think that that would, that would, I would probably, like, I'm thinking if somebody got me, like, I don't know, like, maybe a necklace that had, like, my kids' names on it or something like that, then, like, something, like, super, like, close to me, then, yeah, I would be, like, crying, so. Bethany, you got <laughs> something when, when Nana, when she, my, her. Oh, yes, the blanket. That yeah, was, that yes, wipes you out. Oh, wiped everybody out. Yes, everybody was a mess. Every, she had crocheted she knitted. some, yeah, knitted, I don't, I see, that tells you how to domesticate. I don't know when thing from another but something beautiful <laughs> i'm sorry i just I love you know, my all i have to like say is my mother we tried down. very hard with me but i just didn't connect to that but beautiful blankets okay that she had created for the for the grandchildren and um upon her death she had put them all underneath and had them wrapped with a note yeah what a wow yeah, and i wasn't even like dating anybody at nothing the time. like it was like the kids were they, everybody was wiped out but i i think those world those things yeah like you said anything that's personal i I have seen Mm -hmm. that so with you yeah yeah i think it's sweet um i watched my sister do that too and i was just i was just home visiting my mom and my sister lives by my brother lives by in florida and uh my grandmother passed away during Mm -hmm. covid and uh Mm -hmm. you know she was healthy and happy and my brother had just brought um his kids over to dance and sing and wave in the window mm-hmm. uh and within two hours she had passed away in her chair oh, and she wow. had just said i know it's oh, just wow. kind of just sudden oh. and uh but she had said like called my mom and said this has been the most beautiful and wonderful day of my life oh. and then two hours later she had passed away uh, but oh, we hadn't gosh. had any time to go through her stuff and so i say this just thinking about those pieces mm-hmm. that really matter to us i know that my sister um is very sentimental and she holds on to things and so for her to have an opportunity her and my my grandmother was it was so close it was my my sister took care of my grandmother in a lot of ways and so to watch her go through that stuff and, and have memories like that mm-hmm. it's just I, you know it's just sweet yes. so I do think that that's a big part of a four of like sentimental and um, mm-hmm. holding on to moments and memories mm-hmm. and so gift giving around the holidays if there are those pieces that are that are uh, meaningful mm-hmm. then pass them on you know mm-hmm. I think that that, that that matters a lot to a four so as a five I have a five son like I said and he wants gift cards and only one I put on this list and he wants to take everything else back to the store that is not on that list he's done it since he was little and so I'm like okay I think he just in his practical stuff he wants to to get like a bin to put his stuff in and mm. I was like buddy I'd buy you a bin you know but he wants his own money. Mm-hmm. He wants to be able to take it back to the store and get his own gift card to pick his own stuff out. Um, really self-reliant. Uh, so I, I don't, you know, when I think about a five, and I've got some five friends too. Um, even my stepdad's a five and he wants gift cards. Mm-hmm. Like that's what mm-hmm. he wants too. Um, they want to pick their own stuff out. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. Um, yeah. you know, I don't know if that's across the board for fives. Maybe somebody would chime in and tell us differently. <laughs> I'd love to hear mm-hmm. it. Yeah, my I think my brother in law's a five and I think um I think he's like that. He gift cards are good for him. You know. Um yeah, I mean I would say I would say that that is yeah, that that is probably probably true for him too. Mm, he just likes it. Likes the gift cards. Uh-huh. So yeah. Yeah. It's funny. So then I have my daughter's a six, you know, and so when I think about gift giving in the six, um so she does not like gift cards mm-hmm. because she won't spend the money. And so she doesn't want them to give her gift cards or money because she won't spend it. And so she'd rather somebody treat her and buy a gift and because uh, she doesn't know what to buy. 
And so that's how she does it. So I think that maybe uh, this resonates with Denise a little bit. Yeah, she can't even. She's falling off her chair. Can I wipe the tears or laugh her off her face? I was trying not to choke on my lovely hot tea. (laughs) Right when you said that, it is so true. I have, (laughs) my son is here running the, the sound. Dying over here. It's so true. I mean, sometimes I will have gift cards that I <laughs> I have like a case for them <laughs> for all the gift cards that I get. I mean I could have like, you know, ten Starbucks, I mean, whatever. And I will go there, but I won't use the <laughs> won't use <laughs> the gift cards. I mean, I've had it I had one that I held on to for Alex. It was like six years. <laughs> it was it's worth like, nothing it now. Was Toys R Us, they closed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll hang on to this when you really need it. But I think, too, for me, my whole thing, too, with that, too, was that because of how I grew up, I grew up not having a whole lot. And so I will hang on to gift cards for when I might need them. It's for a need. It's not for a want. Mm -hmm. It's Uh for a need. It's like when the world falls apart, I have my all my gift cards and for a small price. (laughs) I'm kidding. She's going to make profit. But I think that is that is something for me that is so true. But I didn't know that was about I know that was about a six, though. Wow. Interesting. That is yeah, so wild. And, and, yeah, I mean, I'm finding it with my six, and yeah. I would say that it's kind of true. They they want to be thought of and a gift given mm-hmm. to them that means something. Like, mm-hmm. buy me something that I wouldn't buy myself. Now, I don't know mm-hmm. about you either, but my, my six daughter, she's very particular. And so she has a certain style and in, in mm. things that she mm. wants and nothing is ever cheap. That's mm-hmm. what I'll say about her. It's like, she'll buy one of something mm-hmm. where I'm going to buy five yeah. of mm-hmm. something cheaper. I'm the five. I five yeah. <laughs> I'm not, um, I'm not real particular about things like that, but what I think is interesting because when you shop for other people, so what I think is interesting about me because it is the thoughtful, it's the connection, it's the whole thing. I, that's how I bought gifts in my family. But I have two ones and a five. So it's like, it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Because I was buying things I think they should want. Because I'm like, this is a need. It would be so nice to have this. And they have all these warm fuzzies about it. And it's like, that isn't how it is. So what I can say that gift giving in my family has become way more practical. And it's taken a lot of pressure off of me. I'm like, I don't get it. But here's your gift card. <laughs> to me, yes. a gift to me, a gift card's for a stranger. When you have a relation, when you have a relationship with somebody, you want that's that's how it has been for me. You know what I mean? But that is not the case. So I've just had to say, you know what? Is, Christmas isn't about me for their gift. Mm-hmm. It's, about, it's them. about them. And so get the practical, give the gift card, and there's no warm and fuzzies involved at all. <laughs> it's give the just gift like, card and use yours. <laughs> but this is what they want. So okay. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting. I think, yeah. That's. You know, I think that that's the struggle with all of our numbers too, right? Is to remember that it's about the person you're giving the gift to, not necessarily you as the gifter. So yeah, that practical part of things, I don't like to give practical gifts either. I want to give things that you wouldn't buy yourself that are fun and and just different. And, um, but I have to remember that too. Not all of my people want that, which is hard as a seven, you know, Mm -hmm. we start talking about the seven next and we give, uh, maybe extravagantly at times, um, you know, I want to give, I want to give gifts that, uh, that are meaningful. Uh, so when I give gifts, it's like, Oh, what would they really like? 
I think mm-hmm. they would like this. I could see them in this, um, you know, or maybe I do think about like what I like in it too. Maybe too much. Mm-hmm. That's a good check right there. Yes. <laughs> I feel like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe that was a little convicting in my own soul. <laughs> nah. Like, oh. I'm going to buy it for you and you're going to love, love it. it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to wear it. You hear me? You're going to wear it. You're going to have fun um, in it. You know, so what I like to get, I like to get all kinds of things. I love to get things that are fun and glittery. And, you know, I like slippers that have sparkle on them. My husband's like, this is so a, a lot. I'm like, I know, I'm a lot. <laughs> and what? I mean, I wear, you know, leather, like, thanks things. And I wear, you know, cheetah print pants. I don't understand <laughs> What the problem what is? What the problem? <laughs> I never don't here. want. Yeah, right. I'm like, I don't want the gadget. Get me the leopard print sweater. I know I have five. Just get me another one. Um, so it is really like kind of for a seven. What's fun? You know what? You know I want a game that's fun. Something that we can do together. I'm really collaborative like that. So I really like to bring people along with me. Um, and I like a lot of gifts. You know, my mom is a really great gift giver, and I think mm-hmm. that that I'm thankful for that. But as a seven, it is like gathering all the things, <laughs> and I like to buy a lot of gifts. And yeah. so my kids get very spoiled. I am a sale shopper, but they still get really mm-hmm. spoiled. So <laughs> when I think about that, so when was an eight is a gift giver. One of my friends is an eight that I write Eve and mm-hmm. Anzaiato who wrote the book with me uh, that comes out in February. She is an eight and she's a really good gift giver and she's very thoughtful and sentimental and she wants to give you something that means something. Mm-hmm. Um, she is, you know, mindful of the gifts. She wants it to be of quality. And so those things matter to her. Mm-hmm. And then in return, she wants gifts of quality. <laughs> she <laughs> wants nice gifts, um, things that she wouldn't buy herself. She actually, you know, for, for her and I would think other nights too, it's like that you thought of them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so it's really meaningful to be thought of and in, in that way, which we all kind of want that, mm-hmm. you know, we're, what we're all kind of saying is the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, find me something that, you know, that I would like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and an eight feels the same way. So Beth, as we look at the nine, what, what is your, <laughs> you know, approach to gift giving? And also what do you like Stress. to receive? Oh, Bethany, mm. help me. <laughs> Towels would I be have good. her list. <laughs> She's, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Slippers. And I was bad. I just threw something out there. I don't know. I when I get it, I love it. I just can't think of it for the moment. I don't know. It's it's just really bizarre. Maybe maybe I need to be in in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I I love I when I'm at Christmas I just love everyone else's like oh just look at this is next and you know what I mean I'm so excited about that that I, I love opening them and I love the thoughtful gifts hundred um, percent like when you said somebody has seen you pick out something and you didn't think they noticed but they saw that that's and that might be for every number that's I think pretty cool um, I love to read I know it seems so boring because I can be practical but that's why my husband's three nests is really good for me. Because he'll, he has no problem just buying and spending. And I'm always like, I don't really need that. And unfortunately, any of the big arguments we've had, it's over things that he has, I don't want to say lavish in a spoiled way. Don't, I don't want to sound, because that sounds, that's a icky kind of word. It doesn't sound right to, in my ears. But he's wanted to just uh, give me something very nice, whether it's an anniversary. And my response has been like your five son, your son who's a five. It's like all these things are like, what? I mean, we have kids in college and they're all in school and you know, and all this, pra- it just, everything is sieved through practical, you know what I mean? So sometimes that's not always good because his love language was that. So I've had to learn to 
lot of emotion, you know, and, and I have to work at it. I, even though inside I'll, I'll tease them. I'm like, inside I'm smiling really happy, you know, and I, I am. Uh-huh. So I have to, like, really work at, like, ah, working myself up. And, and I'm, I'm good at it now, and it's not fake. I just have to go, okay, whatever you're feeling in here needs to come here because he wants that. That means a lot to him. So uh-huh. I am kind of practical, but I but I do like when people say, you know, I, uh, or my kids or my husband, yeah, I know you would never buy this. Like, you're never going to buy this. But you're, you would like this, or this will make your life easier, or this will. And they're right. I, they're right, 100%. And I do like to be surprised. I, that's why I'm that's like, what do you want? I'm like, just surprise me. Like, I don't know. Like, you know me. Like, you probably know me better than I know me at times. So just what do you think I might like? So, um, but lately they've been having me give voice to what I need. So I'm just like, okay. We're working yeah. on it. They're working are, on I'm it. I'm working on it as well, Bethany. It is going to happen. What would you want? Help me, Jackie. Well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, I don't know that I would help you because I would say, like, <laughs> I'm a seven. We like a lot of things, first of all. Um, but, you know, with the nine, what I, you know, what I hear in that is, like, it's probably not okay for me to want that. Like, yes, what does that say it. about me if I want that um so i think you know hold that in your hand and like what's true about that so is it you know is it extravagant and you can't afford it and you have to go into debt for it probably not right um so is it something nice and you just feel funny because it you know maybe costs a little bit extra but around the holidays you know this is when maybe there's a little extra to spend and maybe people budget a little bit different and so it's okay for you to have nice things it's okay for you to get something that you wouldn't normally buy yourself Uh, and so to to receive it with a different posture other than like oh what are people going to think about me? That's or, what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Whether it's a nicer car or jewelry or whatever, it's, uh-huh. they're going to put me in a different class and I'm not going to be as approachable because I'm wearing or doing, or you know what I mean? Which is wrong. But as a nine, you want, I, I pride myself on pride. I, I like that I'm approachable. I like that people can just come and talk to me anytime, anywhere, in any place. And so if having a nicer piece of jewelry or a nicer car separates me from people then give me the junky car um and so that's why i I don't want to be perceived as something that i'm not um because i don't need those things but they're fun when i'm in them or have them you know what i'm saying so it's 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 finding that it's okay to have that and and it's okay even if they judge me with that because then they haven't taken the time to know me and i can't hold someone's judgment of me because of how I dress or what I'm wearing, you know, where I live or whatever, you know? Right. So I think it was that last statement, which was where it was. Well, I think it's, a, I think it's a the awareness and growth around that and being able to receive it in a way of um, thankfulness mm-hmm. and joy and, um, and peace, if that makes sense, like to be able to receive a gift from your husband because he's showing you his love and that's the yeah. way he shows love. And it so is. you, when you receive it like that and we can't, we can't always worry about what everybody else thinks about us. Um, it's exhausting, I you know? know, and they're going to talk about you, whether you have a nice car or a junkie car, they're going to talk about you, yeah. you know? And so, uh, you know, having some understanding around that too. And like what, what matters. And sometimes mm-hmm. it does matter. You know, sometimes we have to be more cautious and, um, you know, and thoughtful of different environments that we walk into and, and how we are perceived. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, so maybe he gets you a really nice piece of jewelry, but maybe you don't wear it to exactly. the certain event because of that. And that's okay too. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like we I have do. one more question. Um, you got, you got time for this question, Jackie? I do. Okay. I do. Awesome. Take it away. All right. Of course it's coming from the <laughs> peacemaker, peacekeeper, uh, <laughs> depending on where you're at in health. And that is, 
can you give us a tool that for each Enneagram that will really help us <laughs> to give us a very memorable holiday season? So as a one, what is something they can take to say, you know, I'm going to use this tool that Jackie's given me to make this holiday season better maybe than it was last year mm-hmm. or more peaceful or more mm-hmm. engaging or whatever that might look like. So I think that, you know, we're going to go practical here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I think that's important for us to be able to the practical application of the Enneagram. How do mm-hmm. we actually use this thing? Right. Uh, I think for one, what's really going to be beneficial for you and in, in, in could give you a little bit of joy this season is to uh, do something fun and playful. You know, so maybe you, you know, maybe there's snow where you live and you get to go sledding. Um, you know, maybe it's you're going to decorate the tree with your family. Maybe you're going to make sugar cookies and the kids are going to make a mess and you're going to have to clean it off. But you're going to do it anyways because you're making a memory. Um, you know, Talk on but, it you know, and you're going to have fun. <laughs> some of those things. So I think that uh, playfulness is key for uh, one. Um and, and I think it's really important to get back to that for you, just to have have the memory of the playfulness in this season, the childlike wonder that happens around mm-hmm. the holidays. Uh, you know, for a two, I think that community is really important for you. And so making sure that you're not alone this holiday season, making sure you reach out um, and you make it known to the people close to you that you desire to be with them. And so I have a really good friend and I know to ask her like, hey, what are you doing for the holidays? You want to have, you know, the holidays with us? You want to have dinner with us? Whatever it is. Uh, but, you know, she is not great at asking me that stuff necessarily, but I'm mindful of that around about her. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Tell me your plans. You're invited, you know, and if she, she, sometimes she's like, no, no, no. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Can be with us because I know that the community is really important to it too. Relationships are really important. Mm-hmm. So making sure you have your people not being mm-hmm. isolated. And what does that look like? You know, and if you are in a really difficult situation, okay, as a two, and, and maybe family is not an option, maybe you don't have a significant other, um, is there a way that you can lean in somehow, some some way, like a soup kitchen? Is there something, some way that you can lean in and you can do something of service this season where you feel like you're giving back? And that could be a way that you that you can feel um some joy this holiday season that you did Mm -hmm. something like that as a three i think for a three it's just slowing down i I want to encourage you to put your phone away for a little bit this holiday um put your phone away put it in a drawer don't take it with you sometimes my husband will leave it in the car and not take it in with us when we go to the store um you know just these little tiny things that will help you to be present in the moment and stay focused on the people so people over Mm -hmm. projects or people over work is really going to be important for a three in the season as a four uh I think fours have a lot of memories. And so they think back to past experiences. And so whatever that thing was as, as a four that either you did as a family and um, and you'd like to do it again with your family, uh, and it could be, again, like decorating the tree or it could be getting hot chocolate and looking at Christmas lights or whatever it is this holiday season, um, if you can do it with your family, do it. You know, and maybe it's that you didn't have it growing up, okay? And you wish that you did. And so, mm. you know, I have a lot of clients that I deal that I don't deal with. I, I, I love my clients. <laughs> so I have a lot of clients that I that I have the honor and privilege to work with. And this this season is difficult. Mm. One particular four and his home life wasn't great growing up. And mm. so he is remaking memories. 
Mm-hmm. And so he got, you know, buy a small Christmas tree and buy one ornament each week leading up to Christmas. He doesn't have any Christmas memories of that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, here's some mm-hmm. ways that you can do this as a, any of us can do this for whatever mm-hmm. number we are. But mm-hmm. as a four, he really needed that. He just needed to hold on to hope for that. Um, mm-hmm. But he had to make those memories for himself as an adult. Mm-hmm. So as a five, um, I think as a five, you know, what is the thing? What is the one thing? Do you want to watch a Christmas movie with your family? Do you want to make um, cookies? Do you want to be part of a game? What is the one thing uh, that you can invest in this season with the people around you? Like people. So not projects again, people. you know, be intentional to do something with people that you care about. So it might be a friend group and you're going to go out to dinner and celebrate the holidays together that way. Uh, Figure out what that is and invest in people this holiday season. As a six for the holidays, what's one thing that you can do that's memorable? Um, Sixes gather their people together. They like to have their people mm-hmm. and they, they feel safe with their people. Um, you know, and people I'm going to say it could be family, but it can be friends. Okay. So we, you know, everybody's in different situations and seasons of life. And so, but you want your people, um, you know, and so get your people together, host a dinner at their house or ask another friend. Maybe they have a, a house that holds more people for them to host it. Another really fun thing that one of my girlfriends does here. Uh, she hosts a little, get together for a small group of us and we do a gift exchange together um and it's just memorable and it's sweet uh and it's you know community driven so twos and sixes have this little bit in common mm-hmm. where they really like, like to gather their people uh and so i think that that's really important for a six this season mm-hmm. is to have your people um for a seven slow down enjoy the holiday. Don't rush it. I I say slow down, like sip your hot cocoa with your people, with your kids, with your, you know, your significant other, whoever it is. Um, Just slow down and be present. Uh, Don't run away from the holidays. If it's always been awful, find some type of something that you can hold on to and you can find joy in it. Uh, You know, it might be that you want to go to a Christmas Eve service. Maybe you've never done that. Um, And maybe that's something that you could do this holiday season, but bring it back to Jesus, like this season, bring it away from all the gift giving and all of the hoopla that happens around this holiday season and bring it back to Jesus. So you might want to do an advent. You might want to, you might want to spend time reading the word. There's something in that. Does that make sense Mm -hmm. for a seven? Slow it down. You know, Mm -hmm. be more present. Remember why we celebrate this season to begin with. All of us can remember that, Mm -hmm. but as a seven, um, you get kind of caught up in all the shiny lights. I definitely do. Um, and as an eight, uh, as an eight, I think that this holiday season, let somebody else be in charge of something. Okay. Let somebody mm-hmm. else take it off your plate. Let somebody else be the person that's going to put the tree up, or maybe they're going to make the dessert, or maybe they're going to help with the meal, or they're going to host something, but let somebody else into um, the planning of something so that it's not all on you. Uh, I think that there's some beauty in sharing that with somebody else uh, and also being able to see that their faces when they accomplish it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's a big thing for an eight is letting other people into the process with you. And then for a nine, um, what if you picked one of the activities that your family did this season? Yes. What if you <laughs> <Yes>. picked? <laughs> if you did. Not all of them. Yeah, mind blown. But what if you did? Mm-hmm. You know, what if you picked the family movie that you're going to watch? Or what if you picked um, the dinner you're going to serve on, you know, Christmas Eve? Or what if you picked the, you know, the dessert that's going to be served? Whatever it is. What if you picked the day that you guys are going to go look at Christmas lights? Um that's what I would encourage you as a nine, like 
pick something important to you this holiday season and do it. So do all the other things with all the other people because that makes you happy too. But I'd love for you to make sure that what you really care about is is happening in your life as Mm -hmm. well this holiday season. Mm, Very good. That's so good. So good. She's so awesome, Mm -hmm. isn't she? Yes, thank you. Just just the bomb in it all. Just great, great, great. Tell us again where everyone can find you. Well, I am on Instagram and Facebook. You can really find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can look at me on Facebook, but I talk to you on Instagram. So it's <laughs> Enneagram, <laughs> Enneagram with JB. I also have a website, EnneagramWithJB.com. On the website, there's free, um, there's like freebies. So there's different you know, I give free information away with mm-hmm. when it comes to Enneagram, like conflict Enneagram and, you know, how to find your type, things like that on my website, as well as offering free 30 minute typing calls on the Enneagram. If you want to have a call with me for a free 30 minute consultation, we can do that. Uh, there's also on my website, you can find our book that comes out in uh, February 9th. You can pre-order it today and it is Hearing God Speak. It's a 52 week Enneagram devotional that is chopped of uh, biblical truths, Enneagram content, application questions, prayer, meditation. It is this beautiful, beautiful gift uh, that you can gift yourself or you can gift somebody mm-hmm. else. Uh, but you can find that on the website or you can go to hearinggodspeakdevo.com and, and buy it there. Also, we have a podcast. So my girlfriend, Eva Nanziato, and myself, we host a podcast called um, Speaking of the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And that is also another place that you can find me. And you can do that through the website or find, find it where mm-hmm. you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So all those great places. That's so awesome. Okay, and, you. you know, you know, I think I was just sitting here as you were just talking about it, that some of us may say, you know, well, I don't really care what number I am, you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Even if you don't care about yourself. Care about others care about others you know like how how can I be in relationship with other people you know because even for me I'm learning with this you know I I listen to her podcast you know their Mm -hmm. podcast and I am going to get the book because it's like I want to I want to love people in the way in which they need to be loved Mm -hmm. I want to understand them because I think when you understand them you're not taking offense you're not thinking this you're not thinking that you're not getting angry you're just like you know what this is who they That's are right. and who they are is more than okay. That's who God made them That's to right. be. Yeah. Now, do we all need to be healthy in our number? Yes, we do. But I think first just accepting other people's numbers mm-hmm. and saying, you know what, that is who they are. That isn't who they chose to be. That's how God wired them. Now, yes, we need to work on, you know, becoming healthy. We don't just stay in the unhealthy if we choose to. But even that, you can't make somebody do that. Mm-hmm. But even in helping love them in that way, finding that out for them, I think is, I think that's that's a big piece, even especially in today's society. Yeah, even if is. you're not talking about all these deep things or whatever, you can say, I know who I'm married to and I know what matters to them, mm-hmm. how in which we can bridge some gaps without even necessarily maybe even initially even having deep conversations, yeah. just really honoring who they are. And then you maybe get to the deep conversations, but just a one way, because I think a lot of us, we desire to be known and we may not even know how to put that into words ourselves. But if you are more so the person who's going to get the book or listen to the podcast, um, don't use it as ammunition for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> use it as a way to say, I'm getting to know my people, yeah. my, who I'm married to, or my kids, or my mom, or coworkers, or just whatever. So I think that is just, what do you guys think about it? I think that's huge. Yeah, I think what you've brought today is so valuable. Yes. Um, I know it's just a small amount of what you've, the work that you've done in this, but um, it's just been so helpful to open up and to understand people the way God mm-hmm. has created them 
and to love them in that and to know mm-hmm. how to speak their language and to know how um, to honor them best and not get frustrated because yes. why are you taking a separate car? That's disrespecting. You know, I mean, you Don't can you want to be with me? Yeah. yeah. What that, is the yeah. family going to think when we're driving yep. separate? You know, all the nonsense, but it cuts through that. And it's when we're, bo- when we're both confident and operating in our Holy Spirit-led self and the way God has created us in our mother's womb, mm-hmm. then there's no shame in that. And mm-hmm. I can honor you as a six and my daughter is a four and my other is a two and my son is a, as a, you know, one, two. And, and it's it's a beautiful play because once you know Christmases and family g- gatherings um, become so much more enjoyable. We don't you know rip on each other for what mm-hmm. they're not doing or their quirks. We we honor that mm-hmm. you know, and that's just a beautiful that makes holidays and so yeah. Less I don't know. drama. Less drama. More than that's likely. Uh-huh. <laughs> more than likely. Well, we appreciate yes. you being here so much, Jackie. Um, we really do. You're just a delight to know. I'm so glad I stumbled upon your podcast and shared it with the other ladies. Yeah. And um, God's definitely gifted um, you in this, and you're definitely walking in your giftings, your calling, mm-hmm. and you're doing so well with it. Um, so we're just um, very blessed that we got to bring mm-hmm. you to our audience and that they can learn about the Enneagram um, with someone who, who knows her stuff. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for having me. And I just want to leave with you guys today the gift of empathy and compassion. And that is the gift that you would find through the work of the Enneagram. And so in this Mm -hmm. holiday season, just like Mm -hmm. I hear you say about understanding not only yourself, but the people around Mm -hmm. you, that is the gift that we find through awareness is empathy and compassion Mm -hmm. for all mankind. And so Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. We wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. Um, a good new year starting out here. Um, we're pulling together those of us who know the Lord and those of us who are on our healing journey in all different ways of saying, you know, we're going to be okay. You know what? We're learning things and we're growing through this mm-hmm. time. And I think that's, again, that's just kind of a mind shift there of how do you, how do you look at it maybe through a different lens? Yeah. So we hope wonderful holidays for you and your family. And thank you so much for yeah. being with us. So thank until you. next time, renovators. See you later. See you later. <laughs>